you're tuned in to the Evening Arcade podcast. This podcast uses both original content and some of the reviews and news published on the Evening Arcade for Coast and County Radio. You can find out more about Coast and County Radio by heading over to www.coastandcountyradio.co.uk. Otherwise, enjoy the clip. We have a lot of reviews to work through on this week's show, but no game on this list has been more anticipated for me personally than Persona 5 Strikers. Now, I don't think I can express in words how excited, how overjoyed I was when this was announced, especially when they announced the release of it here in Europe. But it is going to be available for you very soon, the 23rd. will be released. I have been playing it on Nintendo Switch, but it will also be available on PC and PlayStation 4. Now, if you've never played Persona 5 before, then let me tell you, you really do want to get on this one. It's a cracking little RPG. Uh, The Persona series itself has always been outstanding in the way that the game works, the way that the world is built. But Persona 5 Strikers, as a follow-up to Persona 5, is vastly different. Instead of being based around this turn-based battle system, it is more in the same vein as games such as Dynasty Warriors, which are very much one versus a thousand battles. You will take control of one of the Phantom Thieves. You will build your little team together and uh, in essence go on a road trip to save the world which sounds like an amazing concept in and of itself if you are used to the turn-based battle system then hopefully there won't be too much to adapt to here because uh, the battle system remains very much the same in terms of weaknesses and strengths to certain affinities and the way that you have to upgrade your gear to better yourself in battle but that's about where the similarities end because you will be less focused Focused on strategy and more in action. You will be, say, uh, managing your different gear, yes, but you will also be managing the way that you effectively dodge and guard against attacks while also maintaining a constant stream of attack. It may seem like this is a vastly different way to go, a wild change for the series, but in all honesty, It is a great progression for the game because where the first time around Persona 5 was incredible for the way that it worked, I don't know whether I could have handled another 100 hours of that. It is great, yes, don't get me wrong, but another 100 hours of those battles could have ended up getting quite tedious. So this change in pace while maintaining the same story, the same characters, it's nice, it really is. If you have no previous knowledge about Persona 5, however, it's not too hard to get involved with the game. You will need to learn a little bit of the backstory before you start playing, but even if you don't, it's quite a nice game to just drop in on. There are a couple of notes for anybody who might be playing for the first time, however. If you are playing and you have played Persona 5 before, erase everything you know about the way the game works. The only thing you need to remember is affinities and the way that different uh, strategies may work. So you need to know how nuclear may work better against certain enemies with certain afflictions. But 
If you don't know all that, then don't worry, the game is very good at explaining it, and whenever you stop to uh, use your different abilities, the game will pause, and any enemies in the area will be shown as to what their affinities are, so you can plan your attacks quite well without the worry of the rush. I have a couple of gripes in terms of the way that SP is managed in the game, whereas the first time around in Persona 5 you were encouraged to take breaks regularly and go back to the real world, you were also given quite a hearty amount of SP, you were given a lot of encouragement to take it at a pace, but you were also given a lot of room to breathe. You can make it to a couple of checkpoints before having to step out, take a breather, and dive back in. So if you are playing for the first time, this game does handle SP very differently. Anytime you use an ability in battle, and bear in mind, you can use abilities at any time you will use SP. Anytime that the other characters in the area use abilities, so say if they decide to heal you, they will use SP whether you're controlling them or not. And it drains it very quickly. So first of all, make sure that you are careful with how much SP you use, but second of all, take care to upgrade your bond, which I will get into in a moment's time, to make sure that you are focusing on HP and SP, because you really don't want to be running out of SP. It's also wise to pick up any items that may improve your SP or give you the opportunity to refill your SP mid-battle. But one of the major differences is bond level. Now, bond level is uh, essentially any time you spend time with your friends, any time that you are succeeding quite well in different uh, jails, as they are called, you will gain additions to your bond level. Uh, in essence, it works the same as your friendships did in the previous games through uh, different, you know, interactions with them, but as one collective amount. So, as you gain bond levels, you will gain points, and you can then use these points to upgrade abilities, uh, to increase your strength, your magic, your SP, your HP. There are a few that I would argue are ones you want to invest in first. So first of all, there is one that will increase bond level faster. And admittedly, if you're trying to gain more bond points, then that's the one you want to go for. Then there's ones that will uh, give Oracle the ability to refill your HP and SP after a battle, or any time that you are within a battle and you need to escape, it will increase your chances of escape. It's all things like that. Um, also, of course, the increased HP and SP will be the most vital ones throughout the game because these are the ones that really need to scale as the size of the dungeons increase. Jails themselves are more open compared to the palaces of the previous game, where in palaces you had very much a singular path to go on, this time there is a much more broad and open area to explore in each one. On top of that, you are given more opportunities to hide and cover and to explore the area more vastly, more broadly, uh, without too many restrictions on the way that you move around. However, there is one critical thing to remember, and that is the alert level of the jail. Much like palaces, if the alert level gets too high, you will be booted out and forced to start from the beginning. However, unlike palaces, this also affects the loot you can get. 
if the alert level gets too high, there are certain chests which you will not be able to access until you bring it down. You can of course do this by taking on enemies in an ambush, you can lower the alert level like that, or simply by leaving and coming back at another time. This is a great way to incentivize more stealthy gameplay, while also encouraging players to be more careful how they approach battles, which once again, in terms of conserving SP and gaining experience, is an important thing to do. Overall, and maybe I'm a little bit biased here considering my absolute love of Persona 5, this is an incredible addition to the series. On top of that, you have two new characters which are added to the roster, both of which not only bring so much to the table, but so much character. The main addition to the series, Sophia, is an AI who just has so much charm and also does so much for the story too, because not only are you uh, stripped of your usual resources, you are given these new opportunities to buy them through Sophie's shop. Now, uh, this shop gives you access to, in essence, a black market, but it feeds into the way that you are taking a road trip, so you're not going to be in one place. But that doesn't mean that shops are not present in the game, you will still find the regular shops here and there throughout, places where you can buy resources that you otherwise wouldn't, and of course there will still be a loot system in place in the game, so as you are exploring you will find loot, you may find equipment that is better than what you are carrying. On top of that, there are new missions as part of the different jails, which see Oracle taking part. Yes, uh, Futaba will actually be taking part in the battles. In a more passive role, you will have to protect her as she is hacking into different terminals, but it means that finally the gear she has makes sense. You will actually have a reason to give her different gear, and there is actually some gear that is specific to her that increases the speed she hacks and her protection throughout. So there we have it, uh, Persona 5 Strikers, very excited to talk about this and very excited to get back into playing some more of it. Will be available on, on Tuesday on the 23rd of February for PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch and PC.